I I don't want to make it a funny show, but you will end up laughing as to whatever people really think about uh, about the misconception and the wrong notions that they have about mental disorders or mental illness. In fact, psychologists and psychiatrists we never tell them that you know what you'll snap out of it. That's the last thing they'll stop coming to us. They'll be like, "I've been trying so hard to snap out of it, and you're also giving me that same bullshit. You'll snap out of it." If if I met somebody who actually was wounded, does he say I'm a wounded person? He still says, or she will still say, "I'm Archana Shakavar." When a physical wound does not become your identity, so why do we let a mental illness or a mental problem become our identity? so these are some common problems that i actually have where you know a lot of women start thinking ma'am mujhe to nahi lagta mere husband ko depression hai kyunki aajkal to wo zyada hi hero jaise behave karte hai so i really i mean i actually have to sometimes it's really hilarious i have to tell them wo zyada hi hero jaise behave kar rahe hai to maybe wo bhi depressed hai aur aap kuch zyada hi bakri jaise behave kar rahe hai to aap bhi thode depressed hai i think um this is what through your podcast and this is something that i tell people all the time that you know one is it's completely normal to go through um a low phase in life to be in that problem point and there is no harm seeking help in fact that is when you are trying to break the stigma Welcome to the first episode of the Entangled Mind podcast. My name is Nava Bhardwaj. Hi guys, this is Prachi Pachisia and in today's session we're going to talk about mental health. And joining us is Archana Shaktavar. Let us welcome Archana Shaktavar, personality enhancement trainer and counseling and clinical psychologist. Thank you so much Prachi. A very good morning to everybody. Um it feels really nice today. It feels like a really nice day to begin such an interesting conversation with two young energetic girls who had approached me if I'm not wrong a week ago about wanting to do something related to uh mental health and uh, I've spoken to Navya before Prachi somebody whom I just recently met. Wonderful people to be with. So they spoke to me about you know doing something related to mental health, and I think in the current scenario it couldn't be a better topic that we could talk about. But before we go on to what the podcast is all about, let me give a quick introduction of who I am. You all by now would know my name, but I will still reiterate it. I'm Archana Shaktawar. I'm a personality enhancement trainer. I've been doing this for almost seven plus years. I did I come from a hotel management background where I started working for an international chain for almost 5 and a half years and then I decided uh, to do something on my own and uh, being in the hotel industry there was one thing that I was very sure of that I'd be good at training and obviously enhancing people's personality so I started off with that about 4 3 and a half years back I thought of uh, taking it to a different level because uh, I thought the inner personality played a bigger role in what kind of a personality you actually portray to the outside world. So I did my counseling psychology, followed by clinical psychology, which I've been doing it for almost uh, three and a half years. So now I'm I, I conduct workshops with schools uh, for faculty members, for teaching uh, staff, and also with companies. 
and I also counsel individually, one-to-one -one psychological counseling for anybody who's going through an anxious phase of life or a depressive phase of life. So that is a little about me. So our first question is, uh, in a society, people are discouraged to talk about mental health. Uh, people have created their own definitions and suppositions on what mental health is. Does mental health mean absence of uh, mental illness or mental health is the starting of a disease? We would really like you to throw some light on what mental health really is. Thank you for that question, Prachi. Uh, I think uh, the most relevant of, uh, question to begin this entire podcast with and I think what you have already said um, in you are the question almost had an answer. So I think uh, you know the whole issue with mental health is you know we think that absence of mental illness leads to mental health, and that's not true because when it comes to physical health, we don't associate the same definition with physical health. Also, we don't consider it absence of any physical illness leads to physical health. Like. I don't have any illness right now, but that doesn't guarantee that I'm physically fit or physically healthy. The same definition also applies to mental health because uh, it's, 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 a, it's more than just absence of mental disorders or mental illness. And it's a very integral part of our health, which we always end up ignoring. We think that, no, it's not important. And uh, there are a lot of uh, factors that determine our mental health. It could be our socioeconomic factors, it could be biological factors, or for that matter, even environmental factors could be reasons why our mental health uh, could be good or it could be uh, not in the best of health. And you know, unfortunately, there is no pill, there is no magic wand or a potion that you can actually take and call yourself mentally healthy or uh, or you could say that I'm absolutely fit in terms of my mental health. It's more like a continuum. I'll explain what continuum is. But before that, I just want to share that, you know, our mental health is not just limited to the brain. It, it includes our emotional health, it includes our psychological health and also our social well-being. Uh, you know, if, if I had to define it in other words, it will be how we think, how we feel and how we act is what our mental health is all about. If we act and if we think in a healthy, positive manner, if we feel in a healthy and a positive manner, and if we act in a positive manner, then we can call ourselves mentally healthy. Apart from that, it also determines the way we handle stress, how we relate to others and also make choices. And one common uh, misconception that people have with mental health is, you know, it only starts deteriorating once when you're an adult. But uh, again, uh, that's not true. Mental health has to, uh, from childhood to adolescent to adulthood and even to old age your mental health is of utmost importance and it's not something that just develops in a certain stage of your life. Um, so, you know, giving an example that if you are in good mental health or positive mental health, because unfortunately the word mental health is always associated with a certain amount of problem or an illness. Therefore, there are synonyms for it, like they call it positive mental health or emotional well-being or mental well-being. So when I use the word mental health, 
you know it is defined as where somewhere you can you know make the most of whatever potentials and capabilities you have it's it's also about how do you cope in life with a lot of problems that come in life whether you're able to work productively do you take full part or are you an uh, important contribution in your among your family your friends your workplace and even in your community so mental health goes in a continuum uh, giving an example that um, that uh, in our daily lives there are various emotions you know we could be sad we could be angry we could be upset uh, we could be uh, in, a, in a state of mind when we are negative these are normal emotions these happen every day to each one of us but in case if these emotions are persistent and are there for a very long period of time this is when you do are going through a mental i wouldn't call it an illness but a mental health problem and you really need to take care of it at that early stage so i'll go back to what i was talking to you about mental health continuum that that means your either you have highs or you have lows it keeps going up and down you're never in a your, your emotions are never stagnant uh, they are going to go up they are going to go down and that is what mental health is so mental health has a continuum where there are three stages so giving an example one is called a happy point this is where you know you are satisfied with your life you are able to cope up with difficulties and you are very goal oriented this is the happy stage of life you can also have a stage which is called the problem point in the continuum which means that at this stage you are going through some sort of distress and uh, you are not able um, you have certain difficulties coping up with these situations but you are still able to perform your daily functions of life perfectly well and uh, the third order which is called the third uh, disorder point this is where uh the issue comes in or this is where mental illness or mental health becomes a little problematic because this is where you're not able to cope with stress you exhibit significant changes in your thoughts in your behavior and even in your action so uh like i had said that you are going to have highs and lows in the in this continuum you're going to be happy at some stage you may have a problem point in your life and then you may also have a disorder point in your life so this doesn't mean that you know if if, if you've gone into a disorder point you're not going to come to a happy point you are going to fluctuate between this continuum but if you really had to define what mental health really means i would define it by some of these points i would say somebody who is very resilient and can cope with times tough times especially the tough times somebody who has his feelings in control somebody who is confident somebody you know who feels very good about himself or herself is very good at managing and expressing his or her emotions and lastly is good at building and maintaining relationships so that particular person could be somebody with good mental health so that's a little about mental health uh, so ma'am that was a very informative uh, answer we we have a lot to grab from it about mental health um so i have one more question for you um the question is that people are embarrassed and ashamed of mental illness or problems 
that they suffer through they do not express their emotions uh, openly and they rather tend to suffer silently uh, it is an unspoken topic because of the taboos myths and stereotypes uh, stereotypes which have prevailed in the society and have wrapped around it uh, we have definitely personally heard many of them around um, but i am sure that since you've been working in that field for so long you must have heard so many more of them and come across them personally i find them very very hysterical like people coming up with these uh, illogical things to say about mental health sometimes it's just i just burst into laughter listening to them and i'm sure you've come across them and this is the same thing has happened to you as well so we would love if you could share some of them with us thank you that actually is a very pertinent question because uh, yes uh, the taboos myths are absolute thoughts and notions which come in with uh, with with lack of awareness and uh, you know the fear of disclosing and i think in a country like india there is a huge stigma attached to it wherein uh, you are called names if you actually come out in the open and share or for that matter even confide in somebody um uh, I'll, i'll i'll share some of the taboos and uh, i i i don't want to make it a funny show but you will end up laughing as to what all people really think about uh, about the misconception and the wrong notions that they have about mental disorders or mental illness the biggest reason why people do not talk about mental health is the stigma is the fact that you will be name called is the fact that you will be called a lunatic a crazy person is why people just don't want to come out in the open and share what exactly it is now as per the current scenario it's predicted that one in four people are going to experience some sort of mental illness or a mental health problem which is huge so if we don't start talking about it i'm telling you it's i mean the more we hide it under the carpet the carpet won't be able to take it also so we just would want to share one or two taboos or misconceptions or myths or stereotypes i really want to use the word that these taboos sound crazy when actually the people whom they call crazy is so it's 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 very hilarious like some of them come up to me and you know they tell me that man is mental health really real like is it there or it's just in the head we just assume it's there and you know i i really sometimes feel like saying yeah you know most of it is in the head but it really exists sometimes i also hear people say that you know that man you know well when it comes to mental health people can just snap out of it i know my my reply to them sometimes i really want to say that to them oh how i wish people could just snap out of mental health it'll just be such a beautiful world where people would not have these issues so you just can't snap out of it it's it's actually very difficult there's one more thing that i hear a lot of people especially parents telling me this that you know uh, ma'am you know kids uh, kids don't have uh, mental issues this is more of an adult problem you know kids can't have it mental health has a very huge impact on what you have been through it could be on your life experiences it could be on the basis of certain certain traumatic experiences that you've had in your life and maybe because they were suppressed when you were a child they could develop further more or its gravity can increase during your adulthood and even when you grow old 
one more thing that that actually hurts it's, it's rather disheartening when actually people tell me that you know ma'am i think uh, you know people who are mentally weak and who are not strong and you know who have a personality flaw are the ones who have mental illness and uh, it's it's very disheartening because mental illness or a mental health problem has got nothing to do with your personality in fact sometimes you could be a weak person but you could still take in a lot of stress it i mean mental illness is got nothing to do with your personality flaw and don't don't uh, do not even spread this notion because somebody who is going through mental health is already going through a low self esteem and if you share these myths and share these uh, baseless um, stereotypes you are further damaging that person's mental health uh, one more misconception that i have heard quite often um, is uh, i i want to say it in hindi because uh, this is what i hear from people ki mam jaise aapki umar badhti jati hai bade log ya jo budhape mein to depression ho hi jata hai ye to hota hi hai budhape mein matlab jaise jaise aap aapki umar guzarti hai depression aur aisi cheeze hoti rehti hai and it is um, you know it's actually the other way around as you grow old yes i do not deny that um that your chances of going through a depression are minimalistic no you you do you are vulnerable to uh, to to going through a certain amount of mental health issue but that's mainly because of so many experiences that you have had in life or change in your role one more uh, concept that i hear uh, from people when they actually want to run away from responsibility is they say that uh, we as individuals can't do anything for people who are going through mental illness only professionals can so i just want to clarify that that nearly 40% of people uh, they don't really need professional help if they have family support or if they have friend support because that social circle that you build can actually get you out of these uh, certain experiences of life certain traumatic experiences it could be again like i had said it could be a socio economic reason it could be an environmental reason or psychological reason so you you can always support somebody who is going through a certain experience like that you know one more way that you know people associate uh, mental illnesses the best thing to do for them is is to isolate them a very wrong conception you know people who are going through mental health already already want to isolate themselves and because they are isolating themselves they are not able to get out of that whole uh, i will call it a maelstrom that they are stuck in so if somebody is going through um going through a certain amount of mental health issue you should never isolate them uh, so ma'am the you you talked about when people think that oh, people with mental illness are weak or weak people are more vulnerable to mental illness uh, what i personally feel that when somebody is gone through mental illness and um, you know has gone through that process of starting to um, get in understanding mental illness and getting treated i think that person is one of uh, one of the most strongest person on this um planet because that person is mentally very strong to um you know uh, understand what is going on around and go through tough situations because that person has gone through a lot and fought with themselves with their mind and with all the stereotypes about mental illness and and all the 
hate coming towards them people isolating them especially right now when people are not very keen about talking about mental illness so i feel that it's it's definitely not the weak people who are um, who are associated with mental illness it's rather the strongest people who are associated with mental illness uh, so just to add to your point navya where you mentioned that you know there are these very strong people which is true because uh, a lot of companies a lot of organization fear from hiring people who are going through mental health issues on the contrary they are very good at performing work and even uh, you know research has proved it i'm not saying it on my own research has proved it moreover they are very good at handling stress because stress is almost like their everyday thing they are doing it day in day out and they have a very good control over their emotions so that is one one wrong uh, i mean uh, i mean a thought that people have that they could be under performers but um, that's not true so i'll i'll just add to certain misconceptions that people have regarding the treatment for mental health one is they feel that uh, therapy is of no use like people like me who are psychologists you know use various therapies and actually therapies research has shown that uh, the effect of therapies is is a lot more in comparison to somebody who is going through a severe issue obviously they would have to take medication but i personally feel and i have seen it i've had cases wherein if a person goes to a psychologist and undergoes therapy first and in case if he feels that maybe therapy is not helping me then he could go in for medication but therapy has wonderful results a lot of evidence based research has been done and the results are amazing secondly there is another issue regarding mental health is wherein you know they feel medication is bad which again is not true you need to understand that how you take antibiotics or certain steroids or so and so forth for your physical health you also sometimes need uh, need to take certain medic medication for your mental health as well and if you club it with therapy if you club it uh, with uh, with counseling the effect of medication and therapy are wonderful and uh, you know i have heard people say that to me that you know i have had mental health i doubt if i'll ever get all right uh, there is a cure for almost everything and i'm sure very soon they'll come up with a vaccine even for corona people think is that you need to have very serious um serious mental problem to um, go for um Uh, therapy and uh, get therapy but i think even if you think that you are um, not mentally fine and if you want to um, get yourself um, checked and if you want to make sure you're fine i think therapy will work in fact you know uh, navya i actually forgot to mention this because very recently i've been counseling people at workplace uh through online counseling and telephonic counseling and you know um i there was a company which actually came told this to me and again you know when it comes to mental health sometimes i'm really disheartened about what people talk about mental health wherein wherein a manager had to say that that you know ma'am i don't i don't really believe in all of this because i feel sometimes when somebody you know it's just an excuse for for poor performance or you know they don't want to work is why they they say i am depressed or i'm going to an anxious and uh, you know it just one it it is obviously is a mixed emotion one is i want to laugh on their stupidity and their ignorance and second is so upsetting 
on one hand we don't talk about mental health you know we don't even want to talk and you think that people is going people are going to put in a bad reputation by even when they don't have an illness like that they say no no i still have that illness i mean i just i'm amazed by what people think i mean i sometimes feel i i just don't know what what is the ground for this thought wherein you say um, you know sometimes you even have teachers saying that मेरा मैम द चाइल्ड इज वो नाटक कर रहा है उसको कुछ नहीं हुआ है वो एकदम ठीक है यू नो दिस इज दिस जस्ट शोज दैट हाउ इग्नोरेंट वी आर टुवर्ड्स ह्यूमन इमोशंस वेर इन वी डोंट इवन गिव इट दैट इंपॉर्टेंस एंड मे बी अ चाइल्ड वुड बी गोइंग थ्रू अ फेज एंड व्हाई वुड यू वांट टू बिहेव लाइक दैट व्हेन मेंटल हेल्थ इज अ टैबू इन मेंटल हेल्थ आई थिंक दैट वन ऑफ द मोस्ट कॉमन thing is depression um so one of the most common mental illness is depression and um, as of what i remember uh, is that out of one out of five people um are said to suffer from depression and but the problem in is that in society um you know people are not able to differentiate between depression and sadness people think that if you're sad or depressed and um, also i've seen it if somebody is just a little sad or does not feel too good they say like oh i am depressed and they pass it around as a joke i uh, feel that it's like a mockery to people who's actually suffering from depression people usually uh, associate depression uh, depression with sadness and grief instead of uh, differentiating between them they make or try to make mockery out of it. i mean since i've been in this uh, in in this sector for a while again you know when you have parents when you have friends when you have you know people who who actually get these people through uh, you know to psychological help or to professionals they are the ones who come in and tell them that you know ma'am main inko pehle se bol raha hu ki तो सैड है कुछ नहीं डिप्रेशन तो कुछ होता ही नहीं है मैम बस एक सैड फेज होता है तो ठीक हो जाएगा तो सभी दोस्तों के साथ घूमेगा फिरेगा एंड सब ठीक हो जाएगा यस दोस्तों के साथ सोशल इंटरेक्शन यस टू एन एक्सटेंड हैज अ वंडरफुल इफेक्ट ऑन योर मेंटल हेल्थ अनडाउटेडली बट यू कैन नॉट स्नैप आउट ऑफ इट इट्स नॉट अ स्विच इन द ब्रेन यू स्विच इट ऑन योर डिप्रेस यू स्विच इट ऑफ योर नॉट डिप्रेस इज एन इमोशन इट कैन फेज आउट So today, I've I've had a result. Probably your students, and you had your tenth result or eleventh result, and you're sad. You you are not happy with what you got. But you can go through a depressive phase if that sadness emotion continues from months, from days to weeks, weeks to months, and that's when you stop doing day-to-day activities wherein you should be. So even if I'm sad, I will still study. but if i'm depressed i am not i'm sad and i will stop studying i will ignore it i will procrastinate it i will start living in a cocoon i wouldn't want to interact with people there are a lot of symptoms to depression i would go into those phases i stop functioning i stop living up to uh, to my full potential and i stop working on my coping mechanism that is when i become depressed one mistake uh, that uh, you know uh, people confuse that you know they keep telling that person care out of it ya theek ho jayega are bas thoda sa ghumonge fironge sab normal ho jayega so one is you will have 
to just listen to that person you know don't don't, don't become counselors or don't become psychologists or don't become psychiatrists in fact psychologists and psychiatrists we never tell them that you know what you will snap out of it that's the last thing they'll stop coming to us they'll be like i've been trying so hard to snap out of it and you're also giving me that same bullshit you'll snap out of it so one is you just need to listen to them i know it can be tough i know it can be extremely tough but just all they need is a listening ear and most importantly a non judgmental ear i know it's very human that today i mean because i am because i'm a certified psychologist so of course i know not to judge for a normal human being today if i tell you about my personal problem you would also start judging always ask open ended questions when you are listening to somebody like this rather than asking are you feeling better today or not the answer is either yes or no but if you ask her how are you feeling today she will have a more elaborate answer writing is a very thoughtful and a very uh, solitary activity that one does i may speak anything i may blurt out anything but when i write i always think before writing there's another pattern uh, see every time we are upset or every time we are going through an anxious phase or we are sad we have a language to it we always use a certain language like we say it's bad it's pathetic i hate it and things like that maybe us friends could actually uh, tell her to reduce the negative words that she is using in her language like hate is a very strong word like today if i if i said that i hate the weather it's a very strong word but if i say i do not like the weather it doesn't come across too strong too strong yes i don't like the weather but i hate the weather or you're a pathetic person that sounds very rude or very extreme but if i say you are not a very good person you are not very kind it automatically subdues the intensity of my own emotion and see ideally this is all interrelated if i am in a happy supposedly if i'm thinking positive my feeling will be positive and my behavior will be positive but if i'm thinking negative or oh, the weather is pathetic my feeling will be i'll be irritated i'll be like i and my behavior would be i'll throw around things i'll or supposedly there is no light i'll keep giving light kawaigi light kawaigi i'll keep banging the remote control of the ac and i'll call up 100 people so maybe you have to work on her thoughts maybe you ask her to change the language of her thoughts. now this is something that i've noticed especially in workplace uh, since i've been counseling uh, people who are going through stress at workplace you know they've told me that ma'am how much ever we hate our boss but we, we are still missing him so people yes, are missing exactly. their yes. boss bosses also <laughs> school yes, like like school We never yes. thought we like, say that we miss school and we want to go to school. We want to study sitting in a classroom. We were like, no, we hate the school. We hate our classmates. We don't want to go to the school. We just want to sleep. And now we're tired of sleeping, and we just want to go to school. <laughs> in fact, you know, the other day somebody had asked me about the whole lockdown situation, and I said, yeah, obviously. I mean, because people always ask me on the negative aspect of of lockdown, but I actually told them that there are. Uh, fortunately some surprising benefits also to a lockdown one is there has been immense uh, missing of everything you know secondly you know you would also see that you know there has the whole nature i mean nature has become more beautiful you can hear birds all over in fact respiratory problems are not saying that you know people are completely healthy now the air pollution has gone down so the quality of air has gone up which again uh, you know health could also be like if you have prolonged health issues 
that somewhere does affect your self esteem so that again is is quite a wonderful thing there is nothing good about uh, about the lockdown but i mean you always have to see that you know every cloud has a silver lining so maybe there is a little bit of a silver lining here family time i know it's been forced but people now are spending family time which is great people are enjoying time with family board games i played few board games which i had dumped somewhere so we are relishing memories we are enjoying and we are eating home cooked food so like like if you consider me i don't like you know like meeting people in particular any person so that has been good for me but on the same time i miss my friends i miss uh, school so even though there are some positive effects the negative effects maybe uh, take a little more weight on the scale yeah they outweigh the outweigh of course of outweigh. course yeah yeah absolute negatives of of the lockdown any day outweigh its positive but then you know since we've been discussing so much about depression and anxiety i thought probably i lighten the mood with with that you know things are not all that bad i know they are bad but this i was just to lighten the whole mood so a lot of people thought 2020 is my year main ye kar dunga main ye karungi i'm going to start a new business and unfortunately those dreams have been badly shattered rather crushed so that again is actually leading to a little bit of anxiety among people so what are uh, what are the differences in terms of different age groups because i feel that teenagers and young adults and elderly people they all have different symptoms they show uh, when they face mental illness that was actually a very good question because you know we just i mean when it comes to mental health one of the mistakes that we make is we generalize it so i'm glad you brought it up uh, you know that uh, when it comes to these signs again it's very age specific so giving an example i said uh, in taboos and myths that you know giving that somebody is going through old age is going to be depressed which again is not true but there but then what actually happens is because they are old now we start thinking that you know abhi ye inki umar hai is umar mein to depression aata hi hai and this is where elderly people actually lose out a lot of medical help because they are forgetting a lot of things so one is this so one is addressing uh, that if, that if elderly people are saying that you know they've suddenly become very quiet or maybe you know you see them uh, you know again lot of aches you know they i mean they are idly not working elderly people are not lifting anything heavy but if they suddenly start complaining of aches and then they say you know you you have to get them hospitalized every now and then without any visible reason why they are going through something like that maybe you know it's it's time you can uh, consult uh, uh, there are many guys getting medical help you can consult for some professional help for mental health as well and you know you'll also see them again talking a very negative language wherein they will say you know ab to kuch duniya mein rakha hi nahi hai ab to mera samay aa gaya hai and i had said that you know when when it comes to mental health one of the symptoms is you will stop doing daily routines and you will see them you you see that in elderly people if they stop taking care of themselves which they did earlier you know you uh, they would get ready and you know they would have some interest in their day to day lives and if you suddenly see a drop in that that they completely stop doing it then it's time you actually um, start uh, really probably speaking to them having a conversation to them trying and understand what exactly they could be 
uh, going through and among old age one of the strongest symptom of uh, the sign rather you should actually notice is they would start hallucinating they would start seeing and hearing things which are not there uh, one age group which is my age group which is the adults people who are working um, people who are currently going through a lot of workplace stress some of the symptoms among this age group um, is about you know being extremely restless or uh, having immense mood swings immense i mean in one minute you are laughing and the very next minute you are banging your phone or you are probably you know something that's noticed that you you get violent with your kids which otherwise you are not see all these signs are um, very specific to that phase only if you've already always been abusive then it's a different thing but ideally you'll notice it Secondly, again, I had said that you know, at um, in that adult age, you'll actually fear a lot about the way you look, or especially putting on weight is one big thing um, in that adult age group. That is one sign when you're extremely conscious about your weight, uh, uh, putting on weight. Secondly, there'll be a lot of drug abuse or substance abuse or alcohol abuse. There'll be some sort of addiction that you will develop. also i mean you're fairly young but then i'll still mention this in that in, in, among adults when you see a sudden drop in their sexual drive or an immense desire uh, for physical relationship any extremes that again is a sign that maybe uh, something uh, is wrong and maybe it's time that they approach it so they are in that denial come negative phase so these are some common signs of somebody uh, you know somebody who could be in that disorder point of the mental health uh, continuum people who are in probably adults in the mid 20s late 30s um you know these symptoms are obviously very common but um you know they come in with a lot of issues related to uh, to their relationships with their respective spouses so this is one area which currently um common symptom is um the habit that they develop of living in a denial there could be a problem right in front of them but then they don't want to accept it and secondly what also happens at that age group where you know you are you're probably in your mid 30s or 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 uh, you know your late 30s wherein um you end up feeling that you know i have seen so much in life and maybe i don't need any counsel so for them to even come to a counselor the stigma there also is attached wherein they fear disclosing like some of my questions with adults i i do have to ask them questions about their um their sex life or their physical relationships but then they fear that stigma they fear disclosing such details i'm not saying that that's the only way you come to know wherein somebody is going through an anxious or a depressive phase so these are some basic uh, signs and symptoms that we as counselors need to ask so um, you know you will see a sudden drop in that um another very common especially among men uh, you know unfortunately Uh, men and women when when they are depressed they have very extreme uh, symptoms so giving an example that you know when 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 women go through menopause in their mid 40s their depression is they succumb to pressure they have very low self esteem they don't want to be touched they want to be in complete social isolation in fact they love that 
but um, men also go through a depressive phase in their mid 40s which is called the midlife crisis and now a new term has come in which is called uh, uh, menopause so in that phase men react to depression very differently they want attention they start thinking they are alpha male they are the ones who you know the whole world is bad and they are the ones who need to do everything and puri duniya kharab hai jo main keh raha hu wohi sahi hai you 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 know like probably you you may you may experience it among uncles you know because you guys are young so you would see a lot of uncles in their 40s behaving very weirdly and this is where their sexual desires increase immensely so they want attraction you know you will see men in their mid 40s really flirt around with young girls and it gives them that satisfaction that they are alpha male they are superior they need in at that age they have an identity crisis during that depressive phase so it's very different among men and women so these are some common problems that i actually have where you know a lot of women start thinking ma'am mujhe to nahi lagta mere husband ko depression hai kyunki aajkal to wo zyada hi hero jaise behave karte hain so i really i mean i actually after sometimes it's really hilarious i have to tell them wo zyada hero jaise behave kar rahe to maybe wo bhi depressed hai aur aap kuch zyada hi bakri jaise behave kar rahe to aap bhi thode depressed hai i'm sorry i have to use that word but yeah i mean it is it is that way ma'am in the current scenario what is the global initiative that has been taken by the people like what are the helplines available to all the mentally ill people fine so that i mean so thank you for that question because i think uh, we really need to focus on what's available right now rather than saying this is not there this is not there uh, so you know like if somebody is going through a depressive phase or is going through anxiety or has severe mental disorders every government hospital and now for that matter the top notch private hospitals have a psychiatry department so i think all they need to do is go there once apart from that there are a lot of ngos pan india and globally of course which are working on creating awareness for mental health uh, i want to share a quite i mean quite a few ngos and private organizations which are working towards helplines like uh, fortis um, fortis national help helpline number uh, and uh, we also have i call which is which was initiated by uh, tis wherein uh, you know they have um, uh, they have counselors with whom you can speak these are all numbers that you can call up on then you have um, sahay asra uh, lifeline which all actually are numbers on which you can call if you're going through any suicidal tendencies they will counsel you they'll probably guide you so there are helplines available apart from that there are um, a lot of um, a, a lot of uh, you know like uh, ngos where you can go face to face and meet counselors and now with mental awareness coming in most of the cities i'm not talking about extremely small villages but i'm talking about and not even towns but most of most of the cities now do have psychologists do have psychiatrists who run private clinics where you can go there and seek for professional help in case if you feel that it's not helping apart from that you know i've also uh, noticed that now most of the cbsc schools it is compulsory or it's a part of the curriculum to have a counselor in the school 
so they have uh, the government has started this initiative they have started giving a lot of importance to mental health secondly a lot of colleges where they have hostels they do call in for counseling facilities wherein they do have counselors who go there on regular basis and conduct sessions or speak to these students about whatever issues that they can have in fact i'm some i'm, I'm one of them who actually goes to two three colleges for these counseling sessions so people you know students there could confide in me share what they're going through and in case if they need further help i can also recommend them to a psychiatrist or or um, things like that can always be organized and um, what is what's also interesting is um, a lot of application online application is available we all know that uh, you know there are a lot of applications i, I like to name a few apps uh, which can be extremely beneficial like a virtual hope box you know it's, it's it's an interesting app where you can share a lot of your favorite memories maybe songs and pictures and every time you are you, you go through an anxious phase you can see them then there is something called as mindshift mindshift is actually uh, you know an uh, it's an application which helps you cope with stress rather than avoid it so it has some interesting exercises and interesting activities that you can do which is going to help you not avoid stress but then cope over the stress that you are going through there's one more application called stop breathe and think which focuses on emotional wellness i had told you that it's these emotions which actually end up um end up controlling our behavior so this app works specifically on emotional wellness then um there, there's a, another interesting app called what's what's up not whatsapp but it's called whatsapp and this focuses on a lot of cognitive behavioral therapy techniques this is a therapy that most psychologists somebody like me also who strongly believes in cbt techniques so it's an app through which you can practice some of the self help cbt techniques um there are a lot of websites which also help you it could be like mood juice which not just educates you on psychology but it also shares a lot of self help guides with you there's another very interesting one the name itself is very interesting it's called you feel like shit so here, you know this is an interesting website where you know it shares with you how these emotions and how these thoughts are taking a toll on your behavior so it has a lot of these self help techniques through which you can you know uh, through which you can learn how to change your mood or change your emotion that eventually is going to change your behavior then uh, maybe you know some applications uh, like uh, there's an interesting uh, website that i have used which is called weave silk which works on color therapy which actually works on how colors have an immediate effect on your mood maybe you could use something like that and um, there are a lot of indian organizations like you have nimhans which are department which is working on severe rnd there's extensive rnd that is done by by uh, by these government organizations to work towards mental health i'm not saying that we have won the battle but there's still a very long way to go but still efforts are being made and if we know about these efforts i think we would be able to help ourselves so um that's why i'm sharing some of these things that are been uh, taken care of but see all of this will only be useful if you accept that you have an issue like that most of the time we live in a denial forcing ourselves to be happy all the time forcing ourselves in to, to be in that happy point all the time and saying that no no we are not in the problem point and we are not in the disorder point 
um mental health is a continuum you need to accept that and you can have mental illness anybody can have mental illness anybody even i can have a mental illness but if i don't accept it then all the efforts all the efforts by me by the organizations by ngos the government everything is going to go down the drain unless you accept it so this is one thing that um, i think i hope uh, these were some uh, good tips and then good inputs that i had to give which i'm sure those who watch the podcast will find it very beneficial yes ma'am and if anybody feels sad or is not feeling happy we will come by every week to give you entertainment you can come yes, to us absolutely absolutely and uh, you know apart from this you know if there is somebody who is going through uh, any mental illness see uh, it, it begins with acceptance then it also begins with our own motivation and uh, and and will to get up get out of it i'm not saying that it's only will power that's going to get you out of uh, out of these issues but you also somewhere will have to make an effort so you know if, if if i mean as a psychologist even i suggest a lot of people that you should be doing things like this it could be a form of physical activity i always tell them start exercising it it, it plays a beautiful um, message to your mind it actually changes your mood the more the oxygen uh, that uh, means see i ideally require oxygen and the more oxygen that you inhale that is like chocolate that is what the brain wants that is what the body wants you're giving it that and exercises is immediate results so that is one way to actually um, to actually change your mood or i'm not saying you immediately you will you will get out only through exercise but that is going to help you you can use holistic approaches also i suggest a lot of people to do to start doing deep breathing that is one most relaxing way that you could do there are a lot of guided imagery techniques you can search it on youtube you can just put in guided imagery that helps you meditate you can practice mindfulness that's another form of meditation so uh, you know one of the symptoms that i had spoken especially for teenagers is you know um, they stop eating because they, uh, bulimia is, is is one of the symptoms so i think if you start focusing on your diet and your nutrition start eating healthy um that also starts uh, playing a positive um, positive thought in your brain that you are making those efforts what what i also suggest people is you know uh, you you need to start focusing on aesthetics and creativity human mind loves beauty and by beauty i don't mean your own beauty but i mean beauty of the nature go see beautiful places go see beautiful architecture uh, you know nature i mean god is the best architecture spend some time in nature see how beautiful it is see how you know probably you know see how beautiful animals are that's going to play a very positive tone on your mind and also work on creativity the more creative you get maybe you could you know this is the time where you should pick up a pen or a crayon or maybe a brush and start doing something creative not necessarily artistic but it could also be creative at work so these are two three things that you could do and you know maybe some of the apps that i had suggested and some of the websites that i had suggested focus a lot on cognitive behavioral therapy in fact um, one of the tips that i gave you where you could write down uh, that writing down is also a part of cbt it's a mood changer it is about distracting yourself and penning down narrative therapy 
logotherapy, you have art therapy, music therapy, there are various therapies available and you don't need to go and spend money and go meet a psychologist or professional, take, um, take professional help. All these applications are available for free, understand them, maybe it can help you. I'm not saying that these are the only ways, you maybe if it's severe, you will have to seek in professional help, but you can at least make an effort at your end as well. Do you think that having pets is one of um, the most best uh, treatment you can get? Pets are absolutely delightful and uh, some of the breeds, especially in case of dogs, like I'm a dog person so I know more about dogs, especially some breeds are like um, very uh, affectionate towards you and, and they can like really pick up when you're sad and uh, stuff so they, they really invite in your mood. And just playing around with your dog and having to uh, like scratch them and uh, you know cuddle them it's 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 a different kind of pleasure you get and it's a remedy for all kind of sadness anger anything yeah. in fact i forgot to mention that music actually has a very positive effect yes. i forgot to mention that uh, that again plays a very positive note and yes of course pets and of course, you're, you're a dog lover, but then, I mean, it could be cats, it could yes. be birds, it could be any, I mean, that's what I said, nature, the aesthetics are so beautiful, human mind loves beauty, and beauty comes in any form, like they say, the beauty lies in the eyes of the beholder, so, whatever is beautiful. And does snake count? Yeah, it, it, it could be beautiful to <laughs> Even you. Even a lion can count. <laughs> Even, Even lions. lions are cute. I mean, I, I find them very handsome. I find them one of the most handsome creatures. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. But yeah, I mean, whatever you find beauty, beauty cannot be defined. It's very subjective. So, if it snakes are beautiful to you, of course, reptiles, yes, go ahead. That's what I'm saying that I just hope after this tip nobody gets in a snake and then I am blamed for it. Kya re, wo, ek psychologist ne bola tha ki bhi la sakte ho. <laughs> yes. yes, people are getting snakes and then one day snakes and crocodiles just crawling in the house. But ideally you can like say hi to us, hi. So ma'am, uh, we've talked about what we uh, can do with, um, like for someone suffering to mental health, what the person suffering themselves should do and some NGOs and all. But um, another important part of our country and our society is the government. Um, so I'm sure there must be many steps that the government can take to ensure that mental health of its citizens is, is at its best point. Absolutely, that, uh, that's a wonderful question uh, because I feel that um, currently also if, if, if you look at the whole situation, we could control uh, Corona to some extent because the government took initiatives uh, and, and the same thing can happen even with mental health. If we have support from the government and the government really puts in that kind of effort, I think there can be miraculous changes. Um, so I, I mean, I am nobody to suggest, but I would still want to share some key areas where the government really needs to start focusing on if they are serious about handling this pandemic also, because this is a pandemic, uh, about including mental health as a part of medical insurance. So in case if we actually make it a part of the mental insurance, medical insurance, it is firstly going to create awareness. People will 
come to know about it. So maybe the government needs to start creating these awareness campaigns than India level. They have they have started campaigns for TV also. So maybe I think campaigns like this and this can only come in from the government if you want to do pan India. Now there's also another issue that probably you know we are we are we all come in from the urban sector, so we are aware of what mental health is. But if you just go in 50 kilometers away from your own city into a village or a town, mental health is is not even talked about. One because nobody goes there. There'll be no psychologist, the psychologist, or there'll be no medical professional, the professional there in the hospital there. So we need to start making it more accessible to people. They shouldn't be traveling hundred plus kilometers to come to a city for that treatment. So we need to make it more accessible. And yes, I wouldn't deny that mental health is expensive. You know, meeting a counselor or meeting a psychologist, they charge on hourly basis. It is expensive. So I think maybe the government needs to reform policies on making it more affordable. Or in fact, for that matter, in government hospitals, I think obviously it's free, but then the quality is not that great. One more way that they can work on is is because I work a lot in the social sector, and I have noticed that you know you have Anganwadi's and um, Asha Tai or Asha Didi. You know these are representatives by the government, wherein they take pregnant women to hospitals for the delivery. Maybe because they have trained them as midwives or uh, given them basic uh, nursing education. I think uh, that is why now most even even women in the village sector come to hospitals and deliver a child. Maybe if we could train professionals like these, so that they don't need to come to the city. Maybe counselling can be really taken care of at the village level or at the town level where the real need is. So maybe an effort like that could also be done about training more um, more people into counselling. That is one more way. And uh, you know, I I I go to a college, and I believe um, that was back in 2013. They had a uh, incident wherein um, a ragging incident, and there was a helpline that that boy had called up, and immediately help was given. Maybe the government can set up these helpline numbers or telecalling or digital psychiatry or telecounseling facilities at the government level and spread those numbers. See, we all know 1098 is a child helpline, triple one is a police helpline. Maybe we could come up with helplines like these and promote it in the right fashion. And it's I'm not saying that they are not doing it. There are helplines like these, but then they are not as um, as as people are not aware of it. The real marketing is not done. We really need to market it that way. And um, one one last is I think the government needs to start increasing their budget for research and development in mental illness field. We do have Nimhans, which is doing a wonderful job in Bangalore. But I think we need to have more R and D done in this field because the more research is done, um, people awareness will increase. Lot of people will choose psychiatry and psychology as um, as a subject, and the more the understanding ab about this issue, the better it is. I mean, education and R and D never harms anybody. It only add to your growth. So I think these are some ways that the government can really bring in a very impact. Full difference when it comes to mental health and mental illness.
Yes, ma'am. And even even like um, for like people like me who like um, budding psychologists or people who are interested in the field of psychology, um, I think even what we can do is like we can also sometimes go um, to such rural levels uh, levels and. Um, you know, educate people about mental health because create awareness over there. Yes, because that will not only help them, but it will also help us because we are budding. Even we start to gain experience, and uh, you know, it brings to light. And then, um, even for normal people, when they go and just the art of giving. Um, generate so much happiness the smile on the faces of the poor people um, you know it's absolutely blissful it feels so yeah, happy this is what i this is what i suggest people who who could be going through a depressive phase that don't be self centered be other centered the more other centered you are the i mean making yourself happy is very difficult but making somebody else happy and seeing their smile real task it's blissful and it's blissful prachi i mean it's a task but it's easy and it's very blissful so i'll always be other centered so you know uh, as psychologist one is you're giving so much so you know it, it just gives you a very uh, like a, a blissful inner happiness satisfying happiness Yes, it's a very satisfactory and filling experience to do that. So thank you so much, ma'am, for joining us and telling us all about mental health and um, all our discussions. Well, um, actually, we just crossed. Let's start again. Okay. Um, thank you so. Okay. Yes. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Thank you so much, ma'am, for coming and um, telling us all about mental health and telling all of our audience and um, you know giving us actual information and breaking all these stereotypes, myths, and taboos that have lived around. And even some of us, maybe our audience or we may have also believed. Um, and um, thank you for giving tips for the people who are suffering from mental health problems and not having a good time, having a rough patch, and they're watching this. And I'm, I'm sure they'll benefit from all the tips you've given. And um, it was a pleasure to have you and talk to you and discuss with you. Uh, thank you so much for coming around. Thank you so much, ma'am, for joining us today. So thank you for inviting me. Love, just love the whole, uh, the whole communication. Thank you so much for watching our video. The link to our Instagram page will be mentioned in the description below. Make sure to follow us on Instagram. All the headline numbers and websites mentioned by Miss Achna Shaktawat on this podcast will be mentioned in the description below. Thank you guys so much for watching our video. We hope to see you guys next week. So stay tuned and keep your minds entangled. Fun fact, uh, did you know that it takes 400 cocoa beans to make one pound of chocolate? So go on and indulge yourself and keep the defenders away.